Hi, this is Cliff Kingsbury, and you're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Let's go, Lucky Ram, Lucky Ram, Lucky Ram to start. Here we go. I feel like we've added a lot of key um, additions to the team. You know, from year one to now, yeah, we're in a good spot. I think the accountability on this team with a lot of the leaders we brought in is, has really, I guess, leveled up. Cliff Kingsbury has to go from, like, really good offensive mind to head coach in the NFL. Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals now. What you know about rolling down in the game when your brain goes numb? Live from the Auction Community Studios. It is Friday. We are we're getting some clarity in the Cardinals secondary. Wolf, we got it at the end of the show yesterday. Uh, at least more with Antonio Hamilton. It sounds like you know, according to him, it could have been a really bad situation uh, with. Uh, you know, cooking a cooking incident in the kitchen with uh, it sounds like grease fire, but he is okay. Not going to be playing the first four weeks of the season, but you know at least ultimately he is okay. And then we get the news this afternoon that Jalen Thompson is getting paid three years, nearly forty million dollars, according to Tom Pelissero, with twenty four point five million guaranteed. Oh my goodness! The the first thing I think of, Basinonians, is congratulations, Jalen. Seriously, man. Yeah, uh, you know, what again, just incredible his path to the NFL, of course. But just I, I love to see this man. I really do. Um, somebody that has dedicated himself so hard to his craft, and somebody that has worked the way that Jalen Thompson has worked. And what I love about him, not only is he very, very capable physically on the field, in between the white lines, but. He's also a great kid, and he's very, very capable intellectually. It's one of the things I love about him. He is a complete football player through and through, and he took the hard road to the NFL. He did, and yet he was given the opportunity to play here, and he has never looked back. This this confirms the fact that the Arizona Cardinals have one of the best safety tandems, if not the best, in the league. Definitely one of the best uh, fifth round supplemental draft picks <laughs> of, uh, the, yeah. of that I can remember, honestly. This uh, Mike Leach, back when he was coaching Washington State, uh, was on with you when the Cardinals ultimately went out and got Jalen Thompson. This is what he had to say. Just an outstanding guy. I mean, and when you consider uh, where he came from, you know, he, he's uh, from right across the street from the Compton Airport, and everybody, I get a kick out of this. You know, everybody wants to act like they came from a real tough neighborhood. You know, you can't throw a dead cat without hitting a guy that says he came from a tough neighborhood, or, you know, this guy lived in this hood, that guy lived in that hood, and this was everything's tough, tough, tough. Or somebody walked 10 miles to, you know, to uh, go to the restroom and 20 miles to go to school and all this other stuff. But, um, Jalen actually did. Well, there you go. <laughs> what a great cut. As only coach. As only Mike Leach could uh, could answer the question. That's honestly, you know, but it is. It's it's something. It reminds me, man. It this game, Mother Gridiron. She will she will coddle you, nurse you, love you, embrace you if you will just give her everything you have. You know what I? I love it, man. To see it, what a great story! Way to go, Jalen Thompson. Makes me happy for Jalen and for his family, man. This is life changing. Be wise now, my brother. 
As I know, he's getting all of these guys, all the guys in the locker room, I guarantee you. The guys that have been around for a while, they're going to be walking up, giving him the advice, what he should do. And Jalen, you should listen, big guy. Well, what a path to get here, as, as you just heard from Mike Leach. Here's more from that day back in 2019 from Mike Leach. No, he's first class. He, he, he's an honest, straightforward guy. He's an incredibly hard worker. Uh, no moral character issues. No, no, this guy's first class. This guy of our team, uh, as far as characters, is one of the best. We've had him on the show a couple times. Really, I mean, great interview, um, but he is somebody that you can talk to him for two or three minutes and you instantly get the impression that he is not comfortable where he is, but appreciates where he is. But yes. like he's still working to stay there and get better. Okay, here's the thing. I, I think the biggest thing that shocked me about Jalen Thompson was the fact that you could walk him out into the slot and he could actually play man cover. He could now, as a safety. As a safety. Yeah. Now again, I, I think you've got to be game planning who it is you're going to have him cover, walking him out in the slot. But he can hold up. He can actually hold up in the slot if he has to do that. Um, the other thing I love about him too, he's a great tackler. I think right now, open field, it's Buddha and it's Jalen. Those two guys flip a coin. Buddha and Jalen as the best tacklers on the team. And by the way, never forget, it's the reason why they call them safeties. <laughs> okay? You better be a good tackler because you are the safety net. You are the last line of defense for the most part, a vast majority of the time. You got to be a good open field tackler. And he's one of the best. I love that. See, you thought I was going to make a joke comparing their tackling ability to Larry Fitzgerald's tackling ability since it's all over the internet with him tackling you from yeah, 2016, I but I didn't. Yeah, I no. took the high road. 2016 was so long ago, wasn't it? <laughs> That's true. Larry, was. really? People didn't even know who Paul Rudd was back then. I walked out to the newsroom. Honestly, are you serious? People like walk around, they're shocked. I didn't know who Paul was. I just got a talking to in the hallway. How did you write one of the classics? Did he write one of the classics, Paul Rudd? No, he's not in Downton Abbey. (laughs) (laughs) Or Monty Python. He did not write one of the classics, did he? He's in every other TV show and movie ever. Uh, it's a big day for Jalen Thompson. Book. It's a big, big day for the Cardinals, certainly <laughs> as well, because like you said, you've got maybe the best safety tandem in football. And if you are a Cardinal, like a hardcore Cardinals fan, knew this day was coming probably the last two years. You could tell Jalen Thompson was something special, but he's living in the shadow of Buda Baker. So you don't, you don't hear about him nationally. Yeah. And I know Steve Kime, Steve Kime with his draft picks, he gets a lot of criticism for his draft picks. And I think Steve would tell you, right? Rightly so. I think he would tell you that himself. You got to have more number ones and twos pan out. You have to have that. Yet at the same time, um, this is a great feather in the cap of Steve Kime. A a fifth round supplemental pick. That's a great point because a lot of times when you look and you're trying to look at the Cardinals draft history... Jalen Thompson's name doesn't even come up because he was a supplemental draft pick. But this is absolutely a win for the Cardinals that you were able to get this guy late. Uh, All right, we come back. Things going well for the D-backs, specifically because of Zach Gallen, whose streak continues. How much is he thinking about it? What's going right for him? He's going to join us next and tell us. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 
The Clubhouse Call-In with Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Hi, welcome back to the show. The Diamondbacks have had a pretty eventful week. Wolf, for a lot of different reasons, every time we talk about them this week, goes in like eight different directions because got a lot going on. But I would say at the very top of that list is Zach Gallen, who has put together a monster season and a monster streak, and he joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, Zach, first of all, thank you for the time. Um, <laughs> what's your secret, man? What's 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 working for you right now? I, I gotta admit, I didn't hear anything you guys said. I'm going in and out on the service. Can you guys got me? Am I sound good? Yeah, yeah no, sound you good. sound good, sir. All right, yeah. Uh, I think I heard the end of it. Um, yeah, I honestly, I, I'm not really sure. Just kind of uh, before the Pittsburgh game, everything kind of synced up with my delivery. Um, everything's been timed up pretty well. Uh, been able to make some adjustments on the fly while I'm out there. So. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what's been working so far. Zach, I, I've got a much more important question I've got to ask you oh, right boy. now. Have you ever enjoyed a Labor Day? I mean, honestly, have you ever taken any time to enjoy a Labor Day? I remember, Zach, when I played the NFL, I could never enjoy the 4th of July. And the reason why... I couldn't was because on the 5th, I was going to training camp. I never enjoyed a 4th of July. Have you ever enjoyed Labor Day? Yeah, I any, Memorial Day, 4th of July, Labor Day. I, I can't remember the last time I enjoyed uh, you know, any one of those holidays and, and didn't have to go to work the next day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's... It, get to play baseball so it's, it's not really that much work uh you know it's it's, it's an honor to be able to do it so yeah it's, it's fun but yeah we i can't remember the last time i actually you know i had the one of those days off uh but right. i guess it's, it's a it's a good thing now we're talking to Zach Gallen. Zach, after the game against Philly earlier this week, you said you didn't even feel like you necessarily had your best stuff, but you went out there and gave up two hits over seven innings, no runs, kept the streak going. Uh, how, how, as a pitcher, do you take a performance like that when you don't even feel like you were at your best and yet you still had a dominant performance? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing there, you know, to attribute it to was that the offense came out and you know put up a lot of runs early. So um, it was it was a night where I knew I didn't have to be too picky um, and didn't really have to just kind of pick my spots. It, it almost forced me just be in the strike zone and, and try not to give up any free passes. Um, yeah, it was it was a night I didn't feel you know particularly sharp. So it was kind of good that you know after around like the third inning when I was like okay not feeling you know like i don't have my best stuff and have the you know best feel it's like all right let's just let's just get in the zone uh let's just try and get ahead uh i think that's kind of it was a perfect storm in that sense zach have you changed your approach at all mentally have you changed your approach at all to what it is that you do in preparing of course for your start mentally have you changed zach i think he's gone I think we oh, lost that. Man, man I, that was a good question too. I, you I know, honestly, wanted to hear you know the, what? I, I, yeah, I was hoping for that. Right I could try to answer just, for him, but I wouldn't be able to give you a real. Just answer. wonder, you know, mentally once again how difficult that is, especially when you're on a roll. Okay, I, uh, I think we have Zach back. Now. Zach, are you there? Yep, I got you. Okay, buddy. I just asked a question about mentally. Have you changed your approach in anything that you do mentally? Um, not really, honestly. Um, I just, 
you know, I felt like I've had pretty good confidence in all my stuff throughout the year. Uh, it, it does, you know, stink a little bit when, you know, you feel like you have pretty good stuff and you wind up, you know, giving up a couple runs and, you know, some unlucky situations and whatnot. But, uh, no, I, I mean, honestly, just, you know, with the streak and everything, the, the hardest part was, was the Kansas City game is kind of when it, you know, first started to, you know, become a thing that the media was, was publicizing and whatnot. And I, you know, admittedly went out there and just kind of was more worried about that than, you know, doing my job. Um, and then after I got through that outing, I'm like, okay, now, now it's, uh, I just have to do my job. I'm going out to throw zeros. Philly's lineup is a good lineup. So I'm just going to, you know, try and go out there and do my job and, and help us win the ball game really. So it kind of worked out. Yeah. I love that Zach right there mentally. I mean, again, um, are you able to do that? Do you try to tune out the media? Yeah, I mean it's it's easier said than done. Um, <laughs> I mean it, you know, it, it gets to be a lot. Uh, it, it can be. So I think, yeah, you know, I, I said in the interview the other night after the game, it's it's probably what I was most proud of. You know, outside of you know the stat line was more just being able to tune that out and just just could try and go and throw a good game and, and put us in a you know our best chance to win. You mentioned the uh, the offense, and you guys have been getting a lot of offense lately, especially during that five game winning streak. You got a lot of these these rookies on this team. The rookies had twelve RBI in one game the other night. Zach, uh, what's what have they done just in terms of energy around this this clubhouse? Yeah, I think you're starting to see a lot of guys. Uh, those guys come up that have played with each other now for a few years. So um, those those guys who kind of broke through first, the the Bar shows, and then the Alex Thomases and, and Jake McCarthy's, they've come up, they've been comfortable, and then I think they've allowed those guys that have come after them, you know, Stone Garrett, Corbin Carroll, to just make their transition a whole lot easier. I, I think it that's that's one of the you know hardest transitions I think when you when you get to the big leagues is not really knowing anybody in that clubhouse. Um, you know, but in our sense, we have a lot of young guys that play with each other. So I think, you know, they're confident in their ability and, you know, it's showing and, and guys are coming up and they're comfortable right away. Um, and I, I've noted a couple of times, just, it's just a super close group. You know, I'd say for the most part, it's like, like I said, these guys have come up and have played for a few years together now and guys like to spend time with each other, you know, whether it's, you know, guys all the way from the veterans down to the, to the rookie side, I think it's a pretty close knit group and it's kind of showing so far. So, if we were going to line up Corbin Carroll, Dalton Varshow, Alec Thomas, and Jake McCarthy, who's going to win in a race? Who do you think would win, Zach? Say that again. Who's going to win what? If you were, if we we're going to line up Corbin Carroll, Dalton Varshow, Jake McCarthy, and Alec Thomas, who's going to win in a race? Who's going to win a race? Oh, um, I got it. <laughs> That's tough. I, my first thought is, is Corbin Carroll, but I don't think it's that far off from Corbin and Jake McCarthy. Um, yeah, I, it, I think it would be a good one. It's, it's one I'd definitely pay to see, I can tell you that much. Uh, we're talking to Zach Gallon. Zach, I heard a, a story, Alec Thomas told a story the other day where he, he robbed a home run. I think it was the Joey Votto one, and all of a sudden Merrill Kelly like bought him a gift for it because he took back a run. He helped the ZRA and helped the team and everything. It's got to, I mean, nobody's hitting you right now anyway, but when, when, when you're giving up you know, hard hit balls and you look and that's your outfield, that's got to do wonders for a pitcher's confidence at any level, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. I joked last night that we should move the fences back further and just take away an infielder and put the four of those guys out there. I mean, it's it's insane what, you know, the ground they can cover. Um, there was a ball the other night that I think Alec Bohm hit, and I wasn't worried that 
the ball wasn't I, like I knew the ball would be caught. It was just a matter of where they're going to run into each other because uh, Varsho and and AT had had such a good jump that I was more worried about. I'm like, all right, these guys they're going to catch the ball. If one of them's there, it's just the problem. Are they going to run into each other and maybe knock the ball loose? But yeah, it's it's insane. You know, balls that especially at our park, our outfields, you know, plays pretty big and balls go up in the air. And I just am like, all right, we I, we got a guy there. We got a guy here. So it, it it's a lot of fun to watch and it's definitely very relieving as a pitcher. I can tell you that. Zach, uh, forgive me if I've asked you this question before because you've become friend of the program right here, Zach Allen. Uh, we've had you on so many times, but honestly, if you had to improve, where do you think you, you need to get better? I think, you know, the, the, I always talk about the next step, um, and I, I think the next step in terms of just kind of staying around is is one that just consistency um i think doing you know maybe not having a a a stretch for a few games like i did in in july and end of june july and you know just carry that all the way through and then i think the other thing is that i just talk about with with dan heron who's who's on our staff about you know guys that have pitched a long time and and the, the constant thing that seems to me is that these guys tend to not necessarily recreate themselves, but evolve every, you know, two to three years, four years. And, you know, because once you're around a while, these teams start to see they got the book on you. Um, so I think just trying to maybe evolve in some sort of way, uh, I think is, is the next step, maybe. Zach, you're obviously pitching pretty consistently right now, man. Thank you for the time. Keep it going, all right? Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Well Thanks done, buddy. That's uh, Zach Gallen joining us there on the Arizona Sports Line. Um, yeah, I, I would say, and look, I'm not a pitching coach, but I would say this. Don't change anything you've done over the last five starts. This is I just ridiculous. Love that. He talks about consistency, and he talks about evolving. He's not a finished product. Love it. You don't typically hear that from somebody that's on the sort of streak he's on <laughs> right. right now, 34 and a third scoreless innings. But, you know, there we go. Uh, so Zach Gallon is scheduled to pitch Sunday against Milwaukee. And if he has, what has he got? He's got like seven innings to pass Brandon Webb for the longest streak in, uh, in D-backs history. And it's crazy. I mean, you're getting up there now with like some of the longer streaks in baseball history, too, what he has been able to do. Text us your thoughts. The FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. What can you take from a win over NAU? One potentially very important player in particular stood out for the Sun Devils last night. We'll explain next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, Wolf, for me, there was one player in particular, which is something to say when you have 43 new players on your roster. But one player in particular, I wanted to see how they would uh, perform for ASU last night. And look, I get it was NAU. There's the, uh, you know, whatever the the caveat, but it uh, it was good to see Xavier Valade play the way he did because yeah. for them to have success this year and for Herm just to be comfortable with his offense, he just likes to run the ball and he likes to spread it around a few different running backs and you already kind of know what you have in Daniel Nagata because he's been here for a few years. Valade looked like a number one last night. Yeah, you know, once again, let me just say it sure beats the alternative, right? <laughs> Can well, you imagine? I, I, if I wouldn't fact, have come in today if they had got blown exactly out by right. NAU. Can you imagine so. if, in fact, somehow, some way, they went out and and even squeaked one out against the Lumberjacks? I think we all expected ASU to go out and win the game, 
And uh, I think most of us expected them to win the game handedly. And sometimes that becomes very, very difficult. It's, you know, you're talking about X. Oh, I love that right there. Validay. X. That's what they go. I don't know about you. I read the story and it was X Validay. I mean, that's what they're yeah. calling him. No, they're him. just calling him I just, X. I love that. Tim Healy told us that earlier this week, too, but I thought he was just saying, like, around the team, they call him <laughs> X. Like, they're publishing his name as X. Very, very cool right there, man. X Validay. But, you know, for me, it was Emory Jones and how good he actually looked because, again, I know it's NAU, but he had to be a little nervous, Emory Jones. Why do I say that? He's, he's playing his first game ever as a Sun Devil. You know, I mean, I, you, you transfer, you come from Florida, of course, the SEC. Are you kidding me? You transfer, and now you're playing at ASU. That doesn't carry the same weight as the SEC. The expectations for him, very, very high. Would you say the expectation for Emory Jones is very high because he did play at Florida? Uh, yeah, my expectation would be... And I'm not trying to pile on Jaden Daniels, but I would say Emory Jones should be better than Jaden Daniels was last year. And the team won eight games last year. Yes. So if you just want to isolate those two factors, quarterback play and record, I expect Emory Jones to be better than Jaden Daniels was last year. So you transferred here. You're playing your first game. You're playing at home. You're playing against a team you're supposed to go out and thrash. And he had to be a little anxious. And he went out and looked anything but... Yeah, He looked like bada-bing, bada-boom. Again, did he do everything perfect? No. But did he play really, really well? Yes. And that sure beats the alternative. Here's uh, here's Herm on Emory Jones. Quarterback, very calm. Very, very, very calm. Um, thought he stood in the pocket pretty well. You know, made some couple throws. Um, missed a couple. But, you know, that's has something to do with the familiarity with the receivers. You know, the young receiving core. I can't remember a game love that, that I've ever been at, Wolf, other than when I was like six, where somebody would make a play and I'd be like, okay, who is it? <laughs> like Every time Emory Jones threw the ball, you know the running backs pretty well. You know Emory Jones, but like was Giovanni Sanders, was it Andre Johnson? I remember Elijah Badger <laughs> from last year. Messiah Swinson was huge on the first drive, but... I mean, yeah, there's something to what Herm just said. As <laughs> It's not just that Emory Jones just transferred here. Who is he throwing to anyway? This is like a whole new receiving core outside of Badger. And and I do think they're going to work the tight ends more into the game. In fact, their leading receiver last night is a tight end. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because the juxtaposition of last year and how the Sun Devils looked last year compared to last night. I realize it's one game. And I realize they're playing NAU. I, I really do. But um, I saw a lot of desperation on the line of scrimmage from the Sun Devils offensive line. I did. And I like that. Why would you be desperate against the Lumberjacks? Are you kidding me? You're going to be desperate? You're going to go out there and you're going to give it everything you've got. Bloody knuckles against NAU. Um, They did that. (laughs) And I like that. That tells me a little something about them. It's Because I think last year's team, Luke, do you think that team that would have done it last year last for them? Year's, last year's I don't team, think so. It just it wasn't everybody on last year's team. And last year, to be fair, they beat Southern Utah forty-one to fourteen in the opener. So results-wise, okay, so far we're the same. But last year's team, there was a point where they 
you want to expect to win, but you don't want to expect it to be handed to you. Man. And there, what was so frustrating for ASU fans last year was not eight and four is not a bad record. Okay, we're not talking about Alabama here, but it was it was how they looked it and it was, was that vibe. Yes. And you're right, yes. what, what was there last night felt different. Got to see it in more games. Got to see it against a team that isn't NAU. I understand that, but you know the other thing, Wolf, going to the game last night, and and I wasn't in the press box. I was just in regular seats with people. There is something that I think gets lost when you're talking about college football of, yeah, okay, they're playing NAU. Yeah, okay, they're play, They're in the Pac-12 that's dissolving around them. Yeah, expectations aren't that high for ASU. But if you're a college athlete and you step onto the field, the student section was going crazy last night. Like You want to win the game. When you're actually on the, on the field, that's not just a matter of like, well, yeah, okay, but this and oh, there's these problems and how are we going to recruit in two years? They don't care about any of that. You're out there on the field, especially at home. You want to win in front of your student section. Yeah, you definitely do. And once again, we all expected them to beat the Lumberjacks. But to me, it was going to be how. How they looked in the process of doing it. And when you say how, man, you got to start on the line of scrimmage. I was talking about this yesterday, and that's where I was not disappointed in the least. They dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. I said, that's the first place you should look. Whenever you, as a superior team, whenever you actually play against what you think is inferior talent, let's look at the offensive line and how they come off the ball. Let's look at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball and how you hold up in that. That, to me, is so telling. The Sun Devils did exactly what they should have done to NAU, and that was destroy them on the line of scrimmage. Think about this right here, Luke. Sun Tzu. Do you know who Sun Tzu is? I I do. I don't know him personally. Okay, ancient Chinese philosopher warrior, right? He once said this, by the way, wrote a book called The Art of War. When superior to your, to your enemy, use the Chung, which is the ordinary. When inferior to your enemy... Use the chi, which is the extraordinary. This is what I love. This is exactly what Herm Edwards was saying. Our plan going into this game was we were going to run the ball. Why was that your plan, Herm? Because you knew you were superior to your opponent. So why not use the ordinary? Why not line up and say, come off the ball and we're going to run the ball? 267 rushing yards later. This is this is exactly what I'm looking for in the Arizona Cardinals as well. Use the ordinary. Be better. Just line up and be better. Demand that your players be better than the guy across from them. All right. So I have to step in here and because, you know, go to ASU, you're going to be labeled as the ASU homer if if you're talking about everything that's perfect about the team. When you're talking and saying, okay, you're playing a team like NAU and you're better than them, go out yeah. there and just and, and use the ordinary and beat them. Yeah. I don't know what ASU's extraordinary is yet when they are facing a team like USC or Utah or Oklahoma State, the three of their next four opponents. But we're going to find out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a question mark. That's- Sun Tzu says, use the chi. Use the extraordinary when you're playing a better team than you are.
All right, when we come back, we'll wrap up a crazy week. Uh, first, though, Bix Picks is back for the 2022 NFL season, so text pick to 620 to sign up and compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize, 75-inch TV, courtesy of Corona Extra. Weekly winners are going to receive an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to cold beers and cheeseburgers, so just text pick to 620-620 to enter. Yes, it was a very busy weekend around the world of sports. The work week wrap-up is next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona sports station wolf and luke middays 98 7 fm arizona's sports station all right wolf a crazy week and you would expect that this time of year in the world of sports it's time for the work week wrap-up we will start of course on monday 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 right there all right how about corbin carroll that's just this week can you believe this corbin carroll called up to the d-backs and uh played pretty well Got a ground ball, two second. Segura's got it, boots it, and the throw to first late. Run scores. Back to second, safe there. Seven to three. Yeah, let's see. Corbin Carroll, the first two games he played, he had five RBI. Think about that for a minute. Notice how he said RBI and not RBI. Not runs, you're batted so, ends. You're, you know what? You're so, I'm going to call it RBI. It's just because you said that. That's fine. Right? I don't five really RBIs. And then they sat him down. It's RBI. And that was <laughs> D-backs end up winning that game. They were down 7 nothing. It's their biggest come-from-behind win, you know, just ever. And the 2-2. The high fly ball to left. McCarthy is back. Front of the wall out there on the warning track. He's got it. This one's over. And the Dimebacks have won the ball game by a final count of 13 to 7. All right, that was a surprise. Also, this surprise, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo finalizing his new contract with the 49ers. I think things worked out for the best. You know, it, it was a lot of uh, ups and downs, rocky roads here and there. But I think throughout the whole thing, you know, me, I'm happy with where I'm at. Happy to be with the Niners. I think the Niners are happy to have me back. And it's, uh, you know, I think things are working out pretty well. What happened, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds what? like they handed him a script. What like, happened, this. man? Tell everybody how much you wanted to be here all along, Jimmy. Um, the only thing I can think of is Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch sitting around the big rectangle in a meeting room looking at each other going, he's not ready. <laughs> I don't think Trey's ready. Do you think Trey's ready? I, I don't think Trey's ready. Because uh, we better sign Jimmy and bring him back give, in here. Yeah, give Jimmy a call and just see if he's uh, what he's doing. I'm just saying. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury talking about cuts on Monday. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's the worst day two days of the job um there's no doubt a lot of great men a lot of great people um that deserve it but there's some deep rooms and sometimes the numbers don't make sense but it's uh it's never fun sometimes numbers don't make sense is my entire uh, college career when doing math here's tuesday 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 the roster had to get down to 53 men and cliff kingsbury said yeah i'm not gonna tell anybody they're on this team just yet i, I don't until next week because it's so uh, fluid at this point you don't want to do that um just like today, we claim a guy, and so somebody has to go. And, and so I wait till next week, and, and then we'll have some of those. Well, there was one rookie. I told the story earlier this week. One rookie who got cut by Larry Wilson, and we were sitting at the table with that rookie. And he said, Larry, I've got a meeting at 8. When Larry said, get in my office. 
at eight. That's a good sign, right? That's probably the sign you have been caught. Uh, Burns and Gambo had uh, JT the Brick on to talk about the newest Cardinal, Trayvon Mullen, who they just got from the Raiders. He's a good player. He didn't live up to the hype with the Raiders, but you know he wasn't available. He was injured a bit, and when he he had a couple of flash plays, he's you know he was the MVP, the defensive MVP of the national championship game, two time national champ who played with a lot of good players. <laughs> Maybe they're related. Maybe it's Jem the Brick. Maybe they are related. Uh, Amiel Sade was on with us on Tuesday. Wolf talked about bringing back Tori Lovello next season. We're huge fans of Tori. We believe in Tori. We believe in everything he does. And so the D-backs promptly went out there and beat Philadelphia again, this time 12-3. Here's the 0-1 pitch to Sosa. And a shot to center. There is Thomas. He's got it. Diamondbacks win it. 12-3, our final. They made it two straight over Philadelphia. They've now won five in a row, a season high. They win their 61st of the year. <laughs> Take that, Philly. Yeah, you know what? And right now, it continues to roll, does it not, Milwaukee Brewers? Until we have to play the highlight of Wednesday's game against the Phillies. But oh, we're not no, there yet. Of course. Oh, Wednesday. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury on the cornerback room. They also added Javelin Guidry from the Jets. Yeah, I just heard um, coming off the practice field. It, we needed depth. Um, so I'll take a look at, at the guy we just claimed today. But um, I'm excited to have more bodies in there and, and see where we can we can use them. How many times has Cliff said this offseason we need more depth in the cornerback room? Yeah, yeah. quite a bit. They've added a couple but this week. But who's counting? Well, me, actually. Uh, Trace McSorley, the Cardinals get him back, but uh, not in the 53-man roster on the practice squad. I'm your favorite quarterback. They call me Trace McSorley. You know, they referenced him during the Penn State game last night. No. And, and instantly I just heard that song. And I should <laughs> so point man, out. How see, could you not? It's, it's permanent now. I think it's 60 years from now if somebody brings up Trace McSorley, I'm going to hear that song. Uh, D-backs, uh, Philadelphia gets a little bit of revenge on Wednesday, 18-2. First pitch swung on, grounded right into the shift. And Maytown has it, throws to first in time. Ball game is over. Phillies win it by a final score of 18-2. Yeah, we only talk about that on the Thursday. Yeah, that's okay, though. You know, they won the series, they won the series. didn't they? They what won is, that, that series. Now? Next, seven, three and come two? the Milwaukee Brewers. 7-3-2 and two in series since the All-Star seven, three break. 7-3-2, right? yes, exactly. And, and already this four-game series yeah. Milwaukee is going to be tough. Already 1-0 in this one. Thursday. Thursday, Cliff Kingsbury, an update on Antonio Hamilton. It's... Disappointing for him, just the journey that he's had and how he's worked and, and the level that he was playing at. You, you hate to see that. You hope he can uh, stay involved and, and come back and not miss a beat. But, yeah, I think more than anything, it's disappointing for him just because he had earned a starting role at, at that position after uh, basically bouncing around a bunch of teams. And so hopefully he's back sooner than later, but we'll see. Yeah, you feel bad for Antonio Hamilton, man. The, the opportunity that was here and then to have that happen. The only thing I will say is this. Um, it's a long season. And Antonio's going to get the opportunity to come back and contribute. Russell Wilson, a five-year, $245 million extension with Denver. ASU beats NAU 40-3. to Now Emory Jones will carry, and Jones will run, and Jones will score! Emory Jones taking it in from 17 yards out for his second rushing touchdown of the night. Boy, Emory showed great quickness that time. And unfortunately, Mark May called in to remind us about this earlier in the show, Wolf. Back is Daniel. Throws the pass. Oh, and it's MJ Devonshire still on his feet. He's at the five. 
to be here. What? <laughs> what is that? Is that what we're supposed that to drive there? I would have said. <laughs> you I think, have to be here. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be you had to be here, right? <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> that's right. You know what? Uh, Kylo Murray was there. Tweezy was there. Eno Benjamin was there, and so was James Conner. See, Matt. you have to be there. I thought that. <laughs> That was pretty good. It's kind of like me saying, no! When an opposing kicker misses a field goal <laughs> to win or lose the game. Uh, D-backs beat the Brewers 5-0. Donovan Mitchell traded to Cleveland. Gambo says maybe opportunity for the Suns to take somebody else off of Utah. There are a handful of teams that have called the Jazz with interest in, in Boyan. But yes, the Suns the Suns have had interest in Boyan Bogdanovich. They, they did reach out to the Jazz very recently and uh, are going to see if they can try to get him. All right, on to Friday. 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 How about this, Wolf? College football playoff is expanding. Here's Pete Thamel. After 2026, when the last four years of the playoff play out, to, to build out a 12-team format and then maybe try to backtrack a year or two. That's the most likely option. What was that? Backtrack? Well, maybe they can a move it up to, to like the oh, 2025 see, or yeah, even okay. 2024. So yeah. 2026 and yeah. then try to move it back. Yeah. Why not just say right uh, <laughs> Because know, of the, the and yeah. It might get bumped back might. to 2026. Uh, I guess you could look at it that you way. You could do it any way you want. Last yeah. half full. This is, <laughs> I don't even know which one is half full or half empty. Uh, Jalen Thompson is getting a three-year extension worth nearly $40 million, including $24.5 million guaranteed. D-backs Brewers tonight. And uh, Serena Williams continues her last U.S. Open playing in the third round this evening as well. Wolf, that's it. Enjoy Peace your weekend. And strong. Thanks to Aaron Maloney, Zach Larson for Wolf. I'm Luke Burns and Gambo next on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Day.